Ja, 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 ein Sky, ein Trevli für den Tag, Emil. Did you just insult him? Welcome to RB Alley Global Tracks, Leipzig's very first RB Leipzig podcast in English. This one is brought to you by Richard and Mario. And amongst us, we are season ticket holders, passionate supporters, and really not so neutral local pundits, I must admit. Um, both of us have been following Leipzig football since their childhood days. So if you want to hear things about RB Leipzig, if you want to capture the mood of the fans in the city, And if it is important for you to go beyond pure statistics and numbers, you're in the right place. We're delighted to welcome you on board. So let's go. Hello, Richard. How are you this evening? Hey, Mario. Thanks for your invitation. I'm fine. I'm excited. What's up next in our show today? Brilliant. And um, what are we talking about today? Uh, it's the beginning of the week, so it's uh, sort of an additional episode that we're doing, but um, it's going to be some uh, very busy times ahead of us. So what are the topics for today? Okay, we got three topics today. Um, obviously, our key takeaways from the last match against Stormstart 98, mm -hmm. some club-related news too, and last but not least, our preview of game number two of our seven games stints, week three in the UCL against Red Star Belgrade. Came around quickly, hasn't it? I mean, third, third match already, but we're playing at home, so it's really going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, Richard, I must admit, um, hats off to you again. Uh, when we look at uh, the uh, Darmstadt game on, on Saturday, and, and uh, as we were watching in the second half, I felt that the opponent, Darmstadt, did lose a little bit of strength, and um, their fitness wasn't that great. I was really surprised that they sort of tailed off 20 minutes before the end of the game, um, which I recall it is something you predicted, and something else you got spot on. That's the score, the final score. 3-1 to RB Leipzig, so well done. You are the optimistic guy i was less optimistic nevertheless three points are in our back what are your key takeaways from that game richard my key takeaways are rbl is still bloody efficient and that helps winning massively at this point you know um mm -hmm. we have we have some some um, key players lost in, in the off season in the summer um and try to compensate that with new additions and it's it's quite normal that um These these players have to find each other and act like a unit, and and our team is is lacking. But um, Openda scores every time he got the ball to his feet, and as It's long amazing. as yeah, yeah. as long as this uh, as he keeps this up. Um, Uh, the it's not that important that we are playing not so great because in the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, who with who wins is right, right. <laughs> It's that simple. Mm -hmm, <laughs> Who wins is right. But I must admit, um, you, you've got a point there. 
Do you remember when we replaced um, Timo Werner and Serlot came on board or Silva came on board? And especially with Silva, there was a high expectation that um, he would probably score the same way that Opanda does at the, at the moment. But um, the difference is we have more skillful players than Opanda to the point that we're not really talking about Kunku. Kunku, that's the right pronunciation in Sächsisch. Kunku and Schoboschlei. Uh, Joshko, okay. Uh, we, we don't really talk about them anymore, which I find quite extraordinary. And But don't you think this is just masked by by us winning games and scraping through at times? Don't forget Limo. Right. Oh yes, he's. I know, I know. I, th I thought he's still there, but I know he's gone. <laughs> still hurts. <laughs> so, so, so we lost. We, we lost him too. And um, I know. Yeah, like, and, like okay, but you know, if we talk about everybody, then let's mention Halster, okay? Halster, mm, yeah, very substantial as well. Yeah, so we, so we lost we lost a lot of goals, and and you mentioned it. Um, we had this situation before um, when Werner left uh, to Chelsea in the summer of twenty twenty one. I think it was almost twenty twenty. I don't know. But in my opinion, this time um, the replacements are from a much, much uh, higher quality. Mm -hmm. And that is also a reason that there's no really drop-off in uh, in the performance uh, result-wise. But um, yeah, there are still a lack of um, creativity and, and tempo and how the different parts of our team playing together. But um, Marc Rose has a lot of hard work to do. I trust him. I, uh, I believe that he's a, is a great boss, a great coach, and he will finally get this puzzle into one piece again, and we will surely see much, much better performances um, the longer the season goes. Mm -hmm. And he also keeps mentioning that there may be times when uh, the team won't get the results because it still will take time to put the pieces in the puzzle together. I think he's trying to to prepare us to be more and more patient. But overall, I'm I'm really um, I'm really content with the situation. We're in the top five at the moment, just sitting outside. We've played two top teams like Bayern Munich and Leverkusen, and it turns out to be we played another top team with the VfB Stuttgart. Uh, beat them convincingly, by the way. Um, and um, so I'm so I'm really optimistic as as we go forward. Um, so. Another takeaway from from the match against Darmstadt versus Darmstadt is um, really pleased that we did uh, get the three points and at the end of the day with a convincing win as well. And um, Aydara is getting back into rhythm. I think that is really important. Olmo got some time on the pitch as well. Um, that should pick up as well. I mean, Xavi was taken off at the same time. Um, he may need a little bit of a rest as well. I don't, I'm not sure, but... To me, the team seemed to be a lot more alert than when they played Bochum. I'm not sure if you can can share that impression, but but that was my my takeaway from from this game. Yeah, there wasn't that that drop off uh, we saw against Bochum. Uh, there wasn't that this time, so they they, they kept their concentration up uh, until the final whistle. Uh, yes, I I spotted that too. Okay, so we're very optimistic for, for that one and uh, we're looking forward to Saturday's Clash versus FC Köln, which is uh, something we're going to discuss in our second edition this week on, on Thursday. So uh, some club-related news. Our Swedish guy, he's turning 32. Bloody hell, eight years ago he was much younger. <laughs> so happy birthday, Emil. Wonderful. 
Um, we saw some statistics, very impressive as well. I mean, we saw some pictures. He did look younger eight years ago, and there was a picture. Um, he was uh, next to Dominic Kaiser, and Dominic looked like he had a baby face or something. <laughs> he was very young. Um, and um, but but am I right in thinking Emil Forsberg? He scored in every season. He's been with us. So I my shout out to him is eight more years. Come on. Get it on. Eight more years, Emil. You can do it. We trust you. Happy birthday, Emil. So that's great. I also heard there's some rumors about Yusuf Pausen extending his contract. What have you heard, Richard? Mm -hmm. uh, let me uh, let me congratulate to Emil first. Um, oh, I'm being impolite. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be quiet. You're in Sky and Trevely for the dark, Emil. Did you just insult him? <laughs> no, that was that was Swedish or something like that. You, um, you see that said. as well. Is there a melody to it? <laughs> yeah, there is this this uh, Swedish uh, certain Swedish rhythm uh, when when they're talking. So I uh, say say it again, Emil. Yeah, in Trevi for the talk. Um. So yeah. Um. Great. Wonderful. Should we do in Swedish at some point? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, doesn't sound convincing to me. Uh, no, not at all. Um, okay, yeah. The contract extension of Yusuf Paulsen is on the doorstep. Um, oh, but fingers crossed for that. Yeah, but uh, I just uh, heard rumors, but I don't know for how long. I hope, um, yeah, for the next, I don't know, five, six, ten years. Okay. Um, well, Yusuf is... is probably the first player that will we will build a statue in front of the clubhouse no doubt no, i'm not lying that's a really good idea and well deserved yeah i would i would really i would probably give some money for that so yeah let's let's uh keep on listing out for that and hopefully um the rumors are correct and he'll stay longer with us i think he's a perfect fit as well and it's really interesting that um a lot of those quite a few of those players who've been around for a while like Kamper and Yusuf and Emil um, would love to stay longer with us. So that's, that's beautiful. And we like to have him, have him around longer. That leads us on nicely to Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah. late game in the, I mean, we don't have to get up early in the morning to watch it, but you know, we're going to be in the stadium and the second half, we're going to get tired. <laughs> it's one of those things like oh, 10 o'clock, 10 30. But I'm really looking forward to this one because we never faced this, this team. Um, mm. In German, we call them Roter Stern Belgrad. I'm not sure if it is in English, Red Star Belgrade. Um, it is. I cannot pronounce the Serbian name. I do apologize, but it's a, it's a club that has been around for quite a while. So what have you found out, Richard, about them? Introducing our next opponent, their bigger check. Okay, so let's take a look at the bigger picture first. It is... Uh... On our week three encounter, you mentioned it in the UCL group stage. Um, this is a crucial one because a win here uh, would be a huge step to the minimum goal of reaching the knockout stage. So the imagine last sixteen, I presume. Yeah, last sixteen, not eighteen, not, not, but not 18. sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so yes, some people think there's eighteen, but this is obviously wrong. I don't wrong. know. Some, mm. some playoff spots, wild card. Yeah, some uh, not football related uh, guys <laughs> sometimes think it's eighteen. Um, no, just kidding. Okay, so. Like, imagine RBL wins this match, and assuming Man City wins their game against Burn 2, which is, I think is, is a fair take, uh, then we would have a scenario in which RBL could clinch a spot into the uh, knockout stage round with another win in Belgrade in two weeks. Wow. Uh, 
So the calculation goes like this. Okay, Man, Man City wins every game and ends mm -hmm. up with 12 points after four games. And RBL wins there too against Red Star and would be in second place with then nine points. Great. And Red Star and Young Boys in this case would still stick at one point each. So a qualification for the knockout stage in mid-November would also take lots of pressure from the team in the final seven games in 2023. Because it is very tight, that sketch, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is indeed. So, okay, Red Star. What is this for a club? It's the it's the reigning champion of Serbia. <laughs> Won their sixth consecutive title. Uh, congratulations. And uh, it's the cup winner too. And oh. they didn't lose a single game in the league uh, in the 2022-2023 season and was unbeaten in the league for like six, 65 games in a row. Okay, um, Somehow impressive. Wow, but, but this also tells us something about the strength of the league, um, which is it's to me clearly behind the top four leagues in Europe, and, and even behind. Um, I think that's top, fair comment. Yeah, and even behind top uh, tier leagues in in Portugal, Belgium, Scotland, and Turkey. Okay. Um, so I mentioned that they they uh, had this long unbeaten streak in, in their league, and but when they are in international encounters they're usually struggling and, and fail to qualify for the ucl in the recent years mm -hmm. uh they founder it against Maccabi haifa last season against sheriff tiraspol from moldova that season before and against nicosia from cyprus in the 2020 2021 campaign and and the only reason they are in this year's ucl group stage is because of the suspension of the russian teams um so serbia moved up one spot into uefa coefficient ranking and therefore, Red Star, as the last season winner, was was qualified instantly. Uh -huh. Okay, so yeah, so, that's mm, okay. Some so, some some background. Um, okay, let's let's take a little closer look into the squad. Um, yeah, it's it's fair to say that this is an international team, even more than RPL. Players from not less than seventeen different countries, I counted, Jesus. <laughs> can be found on their <laughs> roster. Wow. Among, among those are seven from seven different African nations. Oh, quite wow. impressive, yeah. Um, and they have a nice mixture uh, of young and, and hungry players and experienced pillars on their roster too. Mm -hmm. um, but there's at the moment only one player whom the long-term Bundesliga observer might be familiar with. It's number 15, Alexander Dragovic. Did you remember him? No. Should I? No, <laughs> maybe so obviously you're not the long-term Bundesliga <laughs> observer. I'm, I'm so sorry. Pop oh, Chris, you know, don't, don't take me near your teams. Forget it. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> he spent in total uh, five seasons at the Bayer Leverkusen. Okay. Until he transferred to Red Star in 2021. Um, he's the veteran with lots of international experience, even has 100 caps with the Austrian national team. Mm -hmm. Um I'm not quite sure if he's still on because I, I couldn't find out if he retired from playing for Austria or if um, coach Ralf Rangnick just doesn't take him into account in, in the recent months. So mm -hmm. Anyway, um, he is the indisputable leader in, in their defense and, and the team's captain. On his side, you can often find number 23, uh, Milan Rodic, and number 33, Zdzian Mikhailovic, and the very young number 24, Nazar Giaga, a 20-year-old guy from Burkina Faso who joined Red Star recently as a loan from, from Basel. But 
um, in all, all in all, this this is the defense department, right? And this defense might be overwhelmed with with the level of tempo and creativity that our attacking um, department is able to offer. Okay, mm -hmm. so so Dragovic, despite being ex extremely experienced, uh, he isn't the fastest anymore. Maybe maybe never has been. And especially in number 33, Mihailovic struggles when being attacked with speed. And the mentioned Giaga is, is plain and simple, not used to be stressed by, by tricky and speedy strikers like, like Openda or Xavi. Um, so I say it quite frank, the defense is clearly, clearly the weakest part of, of our guests on Wednesday. So we should be able to exploit that quite efficiently. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that always helps, uh, obviously. But yeah, I, I think this is, it shouldn't be a problem to score two, three, or even more goals. Okay, okay, that sounds really um, optimistic coming from you. Brilliant. They also got some 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 strengths. Okay, uh, I watched their encounter uh, at Manchester. And how they score their goal, and and there are some some players who are, yeah, who could compete in the Bundesliga. I'm I'm sure, and one of them is um, we have to keep an eye on is number four Miko Ivanic. Okay, mm -hmm. um, I think it's he is the motor of of, of the offense, so decent ball handling, speed, dangerous in front of the goal. Um, he also assisted that lonely goal in their one three defeat against Man City. Mm -hmm. If you, if you look at this goal again, they, they, Red Star took over the ball in midfield. And with his first contact, he played a beautiful pass straight into the path of uh, Usman Bukhari. Um, and he finally scored. So be aware of number four, Mirko Ivanic, um, the best player in the, in the offense. So in who could stop him? Yeah, Haidara. <laughs> Haidara and then Schlager in the, in the first row, of course. And, yeah. and, and maybe our center backs, right? Okay. So, um, okay. So, and, and the other um, really talented player in that offense is, I mentioned him, is Usman Bukhari. But mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it's number 30, I think. Anyway, um, Usman Bukhari, it's the second best offensive force, in my opinion, is probably out due to an injury. Um, okay. I'm not quite sure of that because it wasn't easy to gain some uh, proper information on, on this. Um, but he wasn't off with Ghana in the recent international break. And he wasn't on the Red Star roster in their last league game against Hiawar Ivanitia. Um, so yeah, the, so the absence of the, this 24-year-old speedster will be a huge weakening because he scored in against Manchester and he scored um, against Young Boys too and even added an assist in, in that match. So Red Star will clearly miss him. Um, he will mm -hmm. most likely be replaced um, by number nine, Sheriff Ndiaye, another African striker. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as I have seen uh, footage from him. This isn't as talented player as Usman Bukhari is. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned it. the defense and is their weakest part. They have uh, some talented offensive players, but all in all, that shouldn't be really a problem. So my keys to win, and then I'm nearly done with my prediction or with my preview here keys to an attack with tempo preferred over the side where number 33 Mikhailovich is playing watch out for number 4 Ivanic don't let him too much space with the ball on his feet 
And one final word to keep a glazer from Israel. Uh, shoot rather hard than well placed. Okay, he's strong at the goal line, but has shown some weaknesses avoiding rebound opportunities. Mm, so getting those rebound bounds is going to be key. Well, shooting the first place, not passing until you're behind the goal. So that would help. But um, be ready for those rebounds. In terms of score, what's your prediction there? This time, I expect that we will be scoring at least two times in the first half. And, mm -hmm. and then we stop. No, it, <laughs> no, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a surprise to me um, if that games end with a four 0 Okay, very optimistic. Very good. Do you like to make any um, prediction in regards to uh, our starting eleven? Of course, let's go. Hey, let's do the starting eleven. <laughs> let's do the starting eleven. Okay, Blazvich, indisputable goalkeeper, yeah. number one at present. Um, Coach Richards um, also <laughs> sends out Henrik, Simakan, Lukeba, Raum in our defense, Schlager and Haidara. You know, wow, good. Yeah, Schlager and Haidara keep keep Campbell um, on the bench first. Um, so he needs a little rest too. Yeah, I agree. Xavi and Forsberg, offensive midfield, and then Openda and Chesko. Wow, okay. And here's my weekly question. Any chance for Timo Werner to come on at some point? Well, he did against Darmstadt. He had a big chance. Kind of almost got injured in the process of it, I think. But um, do you think he's going to come on as a substitute? I hope so. If not, I would uh, think, I would might think that um, there's a certain, a serious problem between uh, the coaching staff and Timo Werner if he's not going to play against Red Star. Yeah. So because so, yeah. if, if, if he's part of, of the team and, and if he if he shows um his 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 will um to put everything on this team what he's got uh, in his body in the trainings. So Marco Rose I think um finally will um, offer him some opportunities and, and, and so if the game develops as I think it will um, we have a huge we will lead by a huge margin late in the second half or maybe mid second half so why you should not um, bring Werner as a substitution um, if he doesn't deserve it I agree yeah but it seems like every time he comes on um Well, either he scores a brilliant goal, like versus Gladbach, and then he gets injured. <laughs> He's injured after the game. Um, but but last week, you know, when um, or last this weekend when he played Darmstadt, and he had this clear chance, open opportunity, and of course, I'm the uh, coach who sits on the uh, couch, and I don't know, <laughs> I'm not really the expert there. But you kind of wish that he shows more confidence and just um, and just scores. Um, instead of bottling it up and uh, then looking like being injured because of because of that huge chance, um, it would just help everybody. You know, everybody. I think I, I think we haven't fallen out of love with him, and hopefully he hasn't fallen out of love with the club. Um, but all of a sudden, there are other key players who keep performing and keep scoring. Um, it's going to be really hard to get back, and 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 at the moment, it's going to be really difficult to get past Yusuf Paulsen. Um, so, so that is really a shame but let's be optimistic Timo you know we believe in you we told you and um, no pressure but we believe in you <laughs> 
So we were looking forward to Wednesday's clash. So we covered a little bit of uh, key takeaways from uh, the Darmstadt game, had some club related news and um, happy birthday, Emil, whatever Richard said, I must have been happy birthday in Swedish. And um, and I'll look forward uh, our preview to UCL's match. So if you like this episode, if you like listening to us, uh, do drop us a note that talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com. You also can find us on, on Twitter and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be back uh, on Thursday with the normal bread and butter football podcast. So, Richard, thank you very much for your thoughts, your participation and your contribution, which was a lot more than I did. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you again on Thursday. Thanks a lot, everyone. Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. Thank you.